in action. Three songs pod episode sixty three. Yeah, yeah, first one in April, little hiatus. That's there. right. We took a vacation, yeah, and I, about, I saw some great rock shows. We'll talk about that during the show a little bit. Ten days off, but we're back. April, Fresh and ready to roll them out. We're going to roll them out now. So that's right. Uh, April eighth, two thousand eighteen. Yeah, you know let's it. go with Bridget St. John right off the bat. Nineteen seventy one. That's right. Nineteen seventy one, off of her classic album "Songs for the Gentleman." It's Sunday, so this is Seagull Sunday. <laughs> Seagull Sunday morning comes, can you find yourself a home? Your happiness is hurting me, your highness overpowers me, and I want to be alone. Seagull, all night long I stood and I heard the high tide waves. Breaking every love we made Leaving me to face today And I must do on my own Should have said you meant the world Should have given all I had But you know it was so hard And you there bob yeah taking the pretty out of the ugly so bridget st john brief career very brief career well but she's still playing she lives here well yeah but i mean like her real career was like you know 1979 until like you know the early 70s then she yep. moved to new york she right moved to new york in the i guess in the mid 70s then she went 
kind of completely dormant until like I think the mid to late nineties. Yeah, she plays around uh, New York quite a bit. Um, but I wonder why she did that. Like, I wonder what she was doing for twenty years. Like, maybe you know, making you know, who knows? Who knows? Is it, is it, it's a bit of a mystery. Yeah, and I've, I've never, I've never read an interview of her. She, um, she's somebody that I think question I'd that'd be the first question I would ask. What did, what did you do by the way, between like 76 and 96? Right. For sure. And you know, I'm sure sure it'd be a very interesting answer, you know, so that album came out on Dandelion records, right? You you know, who started and ran Dandelion records, right? Not off the top of my head. No, it's a, it's a guy named Mr. John Peel. Okay. Yeah. I knew that John Peel was a big fan. But yeah, that... yeah. He is. Um, he released her early records. He was uh, obviously instrumental in getting her started, and um, of course, huge, huge. Just you know, his impact on music, on modern music, is um, is hard to overstate. But um, but yeah, she's well, fantastic. At least, at least if you were you know born British in the. 60s and 70s or 80s well and even even now i mean all these bands that he celebrated they're legends you know they might have been obscure in the u.s but now uh you know it's it's considered the canon you know well uh, he did bring like obscure music and a lot from this country yeah for sure a lot from all over the world you know to england on you know on bbc radio right. so i mean you uh, never. We don't have that in our country, right? You interacted you know I mean? with him, right? I mean, you you guys. Yeah, played. I played. I think I would have played his 60th birthday party. We would have headlined a show like in house at BBC, and I think we did like three or four Peel sessions. And um, yeah, of course he treated. He was well, not of course, but he was very kind to Pavement, and um, so. Yeah, my conversations with him are limited to, uh, I'd say, like, maybe a total of, like, 90 seconds on three different occasions where we're just like, hey, man, thanks, you know, like, happy birthday, you know, or yeah. like, hey, you know, thanks for letting us in or, you know, that kind of thing. But unlike a lot of Peel sessions, he would, sh- like, he showed up for, I think, two of ours, which hmm. I guess was a bit unusual. Hmm. He often um, he often skipped them, huh? Yeah, it's a pleasure. To, well, I mean, sure. I, you know, it's, you know, they had... Understandable. Very, I mean, very well mechanized thing. The yeah. peel sessions. I mean, of like course. you're working with incredible, you're working in an incredible studio, and um, I believe it would have been made of ale. Um, good snack machine, as I recall. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> nice, ca- nice cafeteria. Bob remembers the important stuff. Great, great sounding room. But it was just like, you know, kind of easy because you knew you were kind of in the hands of like, uh, you know, uh, people that could just like, you could just, you know, you kind of do whatever you want. And I think this is the spirit of the Peel session is like, you're working with people that know what they're doing, that you're putting, you know, quickly putting the music in their hands and trusting their judgment. And you're immediately convinced that they're going to do a, you know, decent job with it. So you just kind of do what you do and you play music for about 45 minutes, you know, so it's pretty easy and painless. Fantastic. Well, I'm, I'm glad you played Bridget St. John. I had been meaning to, to play some, actually I had been sort of kind of saving her for if and when, uh, we ever had my friend, Mike Wolf, my good friend, Mike Wolf, who I've known for probably 25 years. He's, 
if if we ever had him on either as a guest host um with your you know if you were out and absent or or even as a third he's fantastically knowledgeable like to the point where i feel intimidated bringing music that he wouldn't know he he turned me on to bridget st john not too long ago um he mike ran the short-lived version of um, Flying Nun Records in the U.S. He also worked for CMJ. He worked for AMREP. Um, fantastic guy. But uh, he's a big fan of Bridget. Um, and the song he played for me, the first song I ever heard her do was from the album that came out after uh, Songs for the Gentleman, which is the one that uh, Seagull Sunday comes from. This is, uh, I wanted to play a, a song from Thank You For. Do you know that record? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this one's called Fly High. It's just a beautiful song. Beautiful. Peace on a Sunday. Yeah. Peace on a Sunday. One, two, three, four. Yeah. The world is so full. should all be as happy as kings so please don't be down if your day should turn sour there are so many good things just think of a color you will But it's better when you do 
Mystifying. She reminds me of a British version of Nico. Okay, I mean, um, her her voice is so powerful and unique. It, it, it is. It is. Um, and you know, tip of the cap to the uh, musicians who would have played on on you know both the songs that we just played by Bridget Saint John. Those are some brilliant structures, you know, like yeah. and they complimented her singing so beautifully. Like, so she was obviously surrounded by some brilliant musicians. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's, you know, and Lord knows that's a huge part of the process. It sure is. So, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I could play, we, I could, we could do a whole show probably on Bridget, but, uh, we're not, though. we're not, we're, what are you going to do? We're going to switch gears. I'm going to go to Algeria, and I'm going to go present day. Good. Present day, Algeria, the Touareg region. There's a bunch of these. If I don't know if you've, you've come across these Algerian Touareg desert rock bands, I think is kind of what they're called. But there's a few of them. Um, one of the bigger ones. I'm excited ones. to hear it because my lack of familiarity is is profound. Well, I'll, I'll bring some the others. Tuareg, I know how to spell it. It's T U A R E G, and then if, of course, there's people driving around in Volkswagens. <laughs> T O U A R E G. It's the same thing. Yeah, sure. So I do know how to spell it. And it's it's uh, uh yeah it's it's a region in Algeria. It's it's kind of out in the desert. Um, and there, there's a band, probably one of the better known bands uh, from the area is, is called Tina Ruin, I think is how you say it. Uh, yeah, I've heard of this band, Tinariwen. Tinariwen, yeah. Tinariwen, I mean, who knows? Who knows how you say it? I don't know. African pronunciations, like, you know, we're sure. lost, but we, you know, we, we dig the music, so. Sure, and, and um, they put out an album a few years ago, my, my buddy Nels Klein played on. Um, fantastic band, really. By good the way, stuff. that Nels Klein record that you put out on Little Brother, I listened to that a few times this week. Yeah, that is some good stuff, man. What's that thing called again? The one you uh, sent me? Uh, Chest, Double LP. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. I really enjoyed that. Okay, well, it's, yeah, maybe maybe we'll play we'll some play of that, that at some show, some. Like, you know, anyways, you know, yeah, so some point. Yeah, that that. But by the way, that's that's the fav- my favorite record that I've ever been involved in. So. I flipped her over a few times, so I yeah. can see why. Yeah, you know. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll do that on a future show. The, the band I want to play tonight just put out an album this year. The album is called Temet, T E M E T. The band is called Imarhan, I M A R H A N. Uh, this is their second record. They've both been on City Slang, a label that you know quite quite well, I think. Germans, German-based yeah. label. Christoph, Christoph and friends. Yeah, uh, they, their debut record came out a couple years ago. This one just came out earlier this year. The song I'm going to play is called "To Mast." I think T U M A S T. It's Amarhan. Dig this. I think you'll like it. Cool. Thanks, man. 
I gotta imagine they're fantastic live. Oh, can you imagine? <laughs> and um, but uh, I was amazed by how kind of like heavy rock that was. Yeah, that's like that's like you know that's like they're, heavy rock. 
music. They're younger guys, so I think they're yeah, I mean, like you know, serious electric bass, yep. serious you know, ripping yep. guitar, ripping yep. electric guitar. Yeah, like a you true know. fusion of yeah. Western and African influences. Um, but it's a really good record. Until it's the singing starts, you would think that that was just like you know, a band from you know Europe or North America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, I, I I think they're Muslim too, and I think they're pretty political. I mean, I think I most most Algerians are. Yeah, I I think they're uh, you know, in, in this day and age, it's hard not to be. They're they're a pretty political band. So, um, well, I think what I've read about Algeria in the last. 30 years of my life, basically it's a, it's a very dangerous place. Yeah. I mean, it, um, Algiers is a very dangerous city. You and I won't be going there anytime soon anyways. So. No. And, uh, you know, it's, Unfortunately I, I so, but like, it's, you know, it's been that way for a while too. I mean, Oh yeah. The, the, the movie battle of Algiers is a fantastic movie. And, uh, sadly, I don't think a whole lot's changed since it was made in the sixties. Afraid not. Yeah. Afraid not. But anyways, what have you been up to? Oh, you know, I was uh, I was in Florida. Now I'm back in cold New York. Um, oh, it's cold here. It's cold everywhere. It you is know, in the northern it, half of the country. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was warm in warm in Florida. It was like in the 80s. Got a little sun. Played in, played in the water. Good time to go to Florida. You know, yeah. that's the thing. It's like, you know, when you when you signed up for your Florida vacation. You know, you're probably expecting that it was going to be like 50s, 60s back at home, yeah. but like that was a great time to go. Like usually April is like, you know, it could be pretty in New York. It's you know, kind of supposed to be pretty in New York. But you're down there like sitting outside and breathing and like taking <laughs> things in. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's been gnarly up here, my man. You it, picked a good time to go. It, See, I go like, I go a month ago. You never know these days. It could be don't. warm in February and freezing in April, but like they're playing baseball. These baseball games I've been watching, they're playing Dallas. Half the dudes are wearing masks and like their hands are freezing and like yeah. Well, you know, we we got back uh, late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, and then uh, Wednesday went to a baseball game. The Yankees and the Rays. My my buddy Rocco uh, Baldelli, who's a coach for the Rays, set us up with some tickets and went to the game on Wednesday, and it was cold. <laughs> Damn oh yeah, cold. Shame about their start. Oh yeah, no, baseball's a terrible sport to watch in freezing weather. Yeah, like yeah. Uh, you know, footballs can. It's like can you know conducive to the nature of the sport. You kind of expect it, but like. Sure. But yeah. anyways, it's shame about the Rays. They're off to a one and eight start. They are. They you know they're rebuilding. So. Yeah, no, it's, I mean they still you know they still I mean they're I, young. I some hardcore. They're young. Hard serious core. Two of the biggest Rays fans in the world, Audrey and Brian Dingaman, they moved from Iowa to St. Pete. They live in, I think it's called Gulfport, and they like go to all their games. And I imagine they're, it's only nine games in. It's only games. nine. Like it's, it's, they'll make a run. They're, yo- they're a young they're, team. The Pirates are seven and two. Like, you know, like that's my team. And yeah. like, you know. Obviously, I'm enjoying an unexpected hot start. Of course, so, we, could, we play in. We play in Chicago tomorrow, but who cares about baseball? Uh, we should I, be talking about horse racing. I, I, I don't say this to piss on your parade, but I think both the Rays and the Pirates will both kind of regress to the mean a little bit. Okay, well, you know, that's fine. Nice prediction on your part. Well, I'll see, you know, 
<laughs> just that's yeah. the way it goes, you know. A, I mean, it's an they're not gonna the 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 Rays are not gonna go continue to go one win one game every nine starts, and and the um and the Pirates aren't gonna win seven games every nine starts. It's just the way it goes. Oh, we'll see you tomorrow at Wrigley. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, anyways. <laughs> I'll take us to outer space, okay? I'll take us to outer space. I'll take us to... Outer space uh, ways? Yeah, but yeah, I'll take us to absolutely outer space. I'll take us to Captain Beefheart, Don Van Vliet. Um, A classic. You Another, you're, you're bringing yeah. the classics tonight, man. Well, I'm bringing classics that, like, you know, I've, I've heard before and, have, you know, I've always been in my area, but, like, I've never, you know, I'm not a completist or anything like that. In terms of, you know, either Bridget St. John or Captain Beefheart, who I'm about to play. Um, 1970. I think off of uh, Don's favorite uh, record by yeah. his band. Yeah. Uh, Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band. or it was I think he's, they switched to this name, Captain Beefheart and the Magic Band, for this record as opposed to his Magic Band. Mm-hmm. This yeah. is some freaky California rock. This is a guy that started doing art, building sculptures when he was like three years old. And this is Space Age Couple by Captain Beefheart. You can tell me, tell me, tell me about it yourself. Okay. Space Age Couple, why don't you flex your magic muscle? Space Age Couple, why do you hex your magic muscle? Space Age Couple, why do you hustle and bustle? Why'd you drop your cool time foolery and shed your nasty jewelry? Why'd you drop your cool time foolery and shed your nasty jewelry? Why'd you drop your cool time foolery and shed your nasty jewelry? Why'd you drop your cool time foolery and shed your nasty jewelry? Why'd you drop your cool time foolery and shed your nasty jewelry? Why'd you cultivate the grounds? They're the only ones around. Why'd you cultivate the grounds? They're the only ones around. Why'd you cultivate the grounds? They're the only ones around. Why'd you cultivate the grounds? They're the only ones around. Sage, come on, why don't you flex your magic muscle? Hold a drinking glass up to your eye and after you scoop up a little of the sky, and it ain't blue no more. What's on the leaves ain't do no more. What's on the leaves ain't do no more. What's on the leaves ain't do no more. Space Age couple, why don't you just do that? Space Age couple, why don't you just do that? you flex your magic muscle space age couple why do you hustle and bustle space age couple why don't you drop your cool tom food shed your nasty jewelry space age couple why don't you just do that space age couple why don't you just do that space age couple why don't you just do that space age couple why don't you just do that beefheart yeah so what's your experience with captain beefheart 
Uh, you know, I, I, I'm a fan. I'm not a completist, but I'm a, I'm a fan. I appreciate him. Um, and you know, there was a, the, um, was it Drumbo? One of the guys from, from Beefheart lived in Eugene, Oregon for years, might still live there. In fact, and, um, why not? Why not? Yeah. He, he taught guitar or, uh, I guess it wasn't, it wasn't Drumbo. I think it was the guitarist. Who is the, who's the other guitarist for for Beefheart? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but uh, but you know, kind of a legend, and just you know, taught guitar lessons, kind of hung low. Um, friend of mine actually took lessons from him when I lived in Eugene for a few years. Uh, but, uh, you know, I've always been, I would never, you know, I would, I would have never listened to Captain Beefheart at all. In fact, really? Why not? Well, no, I mean, I never would have, but, you know, huge influence on Stephen Malkmus from Pavement and the, and Stephen Malkmus and the Chicks. Sure. Chicks new records come out in a few days, but like Stephen, you know, totally turned me on to Captain Beefheart. And, um, you know, it's a huge influence on him. In fact, Speaks You Remember off of our last record, Pavement's last record, 99 Terror Twilight, is like, we just used to put beef, we, before it had a title, we just, we played it for a few years before we, before it was actually recorded. We just used to put beef art on the list. And like, I had no idea what was going on, you know. <laughs> but it was funny, like I saw, I saw, I had a great week of seeing live music. That's another reason why the show's gone a bit dormant. I saw Xyloris White play a brilliant two-hour set, which was glorious, in Iowa City. Uh, I drove up there with my friend Mark Hogan. And we'd seen him in Omaha a few years ago, and I played him on the show. Jim White from the Dirty Three and a bunch of other bands. Of course, and, yeah. And uh, 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 George Xyloris, who's from Crete, and he plays the lute. And, like, so it was a brilliant set. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, there's some beefheart elements in there. But then, like I, I saw, went and saw Horse Lords on Friday night, another big favorite of mine. And you know, I don't know if they've ever listened to Captain Beefheart, but a lot of what they're doing, and it's very complicated, seems kind of Beefheart inspired. And it I think does. that you know they it would sure probably does. take that as a compliment. I think you know most bands because you know like it's chaos, isn't it, Captain Beefheart? It's like controlled chaos, though. And and you know within that there's a lot of beauty too. I mean. It's 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 like weird inverted blues, you know. It's like Howlin' Wolf turned on its head, right? But there's yeah, and then of course, like you know, they're living in you know and existing at the same time as Frank Zappa. Yeah, who I've sure. never listened to at all. Now Gary Young would have been a huge Zappa fan, and it was all just like you know, kind of too weird for my head. You yeah, know what I mean, like yeah, it still is actually. Yeah. So well, so. Indulge me for a second. Perhaps I'm a simpleton. Perhaps I'm a simpleton, which is, you know, obviously so, from, from a musician standpoint, I am. So, so, and are you? That's one thing we have in common as musicians. Like we're not, we're terrible. About Mike, but like we're, you know, we're not, we're not virtuous. <laughs> we're terrible. Musicians. We're terrible. You, yeah, that, yeah, the yeah, difference yeah. between you and me is that you got lucky and, and we're in a couple of fantastic bands. Um, but you know, and you you probably can can carry a beat. A little better than I can, but uh, aside from that, you know, we can't write music, <laughs> we can't sing, <laughs> we're just big fans. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so the guy I'm thinking of is a guy named Bill Harkelrode, who, of of course, in in the Magic Band went by Zoot Horn Rollo. Um, right. 
he lives in Eugene, still, I think, still kicking, still living in Eugene. Uh, and he was um, he was teaching guitar lessons. A buddy of mine took guitar from from the dude who played guitar on uh, a lot of the Beefheart records. Um, if you can Including, believe that. Including, of course, their most famous record, Trout Mask Replica. Yeah. So very strange, very strange record. Very strange, almost to the point of like being strange for the sake of being strange. But I, I wanted to play, and this is a short one. This is a minute and a half long song. I wanted to play like what, what I consider to be just a, a fantastically beautiful beef art song, which is oh, unexpected. Oh, I'm happy you're double, double bubbling my cuts tonight. I am, I am. Um, yeah, I've, la- I've landed in your strike zone. Have you heard, have you ever heard the album Doc at the Radar Station? No. It's a little later, I think it's like 81, 82, maybe even mid-80s, but... Um, it's it's a you know it's a lesser known Beefheart record. I mean it, it, the fans know it of course, but it's not as popular certainly as you know Trout Mask or anything like that. But this is this is a song from that. It's an instrumental. It's it's a beautiful beautiful little number, completely unexpected from someone like Beefheart. The song is called "A Carrot Is As Close As a Rabbit Gets to a Diamond." Perfect. And it's a pretty little song. You dig it. The versatile Captain Beefheart. Oh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty. Cool. All right. Well, I will what shake do you got? it. What do you got? I'll what do you shake got? it up a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go. So I, 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 I played something from 2018. I'm going to keep it current. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to a band that I played on episode one. The, <laughs> the, the, the un- rather unlistenable episode. The sad episode one. On the unlistenable. Yeah. You know, on Bob's side, we we should we should revisit some of those songs just because we didn't give them their full due. No, we'll think about it. We yeah. didn't know how to uh, do this thing, but um, but on episode one, because I'm such a big fan. Not I, that we learned on episode two, but at least it sounds. It like sounded a little podcast. better. Maybe we learned a little bit by episode twenty, but I don't know. Maybe it's we'll very rudimentary it. thing. Very rudimentary. Uh, one of my favorite bands ever, and I would say, I would even go so far as to say, for the last 40 years, 
the best continuously, consistently good rock band in the world is the X. Beef? Oh, you're going to play Beef? Beef. Oh, no, no Beef. I, that was episode like three. Yeah, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> yeah, I hear yeah, you. Yeah, the X. The X have new stuff. They're relentless. The, the X. They're, they are relentless. They put out a new yeah. record this year. It's called 27 Passports. They're going to the Netherlands. They're Netherlands. They're, they're self-releasing their stuff. Please support this band. If they come anywhere near your home, go see them. No, you'll have a good night. Go you'll buy their time. records. They're not streaming because they put them out themselves they're like they're like fugazi but like on steroids they're fugazi even more so they're much more low-key interesting angle in i I never thought of fugazi when i listened to the x well i i I mean it from an not just an aesthetic standpoint but from a from an ethics standpoint they put out their own stuff. They don't charge much for their records. They don't charge much for their shows. They're very they're they're run as a collective as much as they are as a business, you know. And in a lot of ways, they were doing this at the same time as Minor Threat, certainly as at the same time as Discord. But they were doing it, you know, thousands of miles away, and they're still making records and they're still playing shows and they're still making fantastic music. So um, I, I just can't say enough about the X because for me, you know, there's a handful of bands that were incredibly influential in my musical development and the X were certainly one of them for me. So yeah, well, anyways, uh, hit us with their new stuff. I'm always excited when they have new stuff and it's good too, which is, which is, you know, I'm, I always kind of brace myself when it when a favorite band releases a record because I'm, I'm you know prepared to be disappointed. But this one's good, and uh, this is a song off of the new one. The album's called Twenty Seven Passports. The song is the Heart Conductor. It's the X. <laughs>
there are a few better live bands in this world. Oh yeah, I mean, they're talking. It's like a twelve-year-old steeplechaser that retains his form every season. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing it since the late seventies. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. going still going strong. If they come anywhere near your home, please, please go see the X. Well, if they come anywhere near your home, which is far more likely, you should see the X. I, I should. I don't know. I, I don't know if they're doing well, they're a U.S. tour. They're pop up in your city than mine. I live in Des Moines. You live in New York. That's true. That is true. Um, I guess I was meaning the wider audience because I don't even know if they're going to be planning on coming to the U.S. I think they're doing a U.K. tour later this year in like June. So perhaps those some of those listening might be able to go see them. But... Uh, I don't know of any plans to come anywhere near either of us. Okay, right, cool. Well, we'll follow that. Maybe it's I, I, maybe I it's another reason fingers, for you to go. Your fingers on the pulse. Your fingers on. The pulse that's true. Ass. That's true. I, I, I'm I'm keeping us current since you know I either play stuff from 2018 or 1928. So yeah. Well, I'll take us to um, Minneapolis, where we haven't visited very often. We haven't. That's true. Yeah, I'll take us to Minneapolis. I'll take us to 1989 Treehouse Records. You're going early, uh, early, deep cut. Yeah, B-side B of their first single. Yeah. Okay. And, um, you know, the highest compliment I ever pay anyone is, like, you're always a welcome sight. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm, yeah. It is, it is like, you know, like, you know, there's few people in life, and like, thankfully in my life a few hundred but like you're always happy to see them under any conditions okay and the drummer in this band babes in toyland Lori Lori barbaro is her name such a glorious person and like always happy to see her i haven't seen her in years now but like when i was in a band in the 90s like oh cool like she, you know Lori's here she's awesome and she was in this band babes in toyland and the singer cat jellino i don't think i ever had a word with she wrote the songs and Maureen Herman, who I became friends with, she's a great woman, lives in L.A. And um, and uh, this would have been like Michelle was in the band, like Michelle was playing bass. It would have been like pre-Maureen. And uh, but anyways, Babes in Toyland, off their, their first 7-inch, which, which has been re-released. Yeah. It's, it's the uh, B-side of the Dust Cake Boy 7-inch. It says a little Minneapolis, like... Kind of grunge classic, I guess. Like, so, so spit to see the shine by Babes and Toyland.
Babes in Toyland, Bob. Yeah, so the Midwest, like in the late 80s and early 90s, when grunge was really kicking off, like the Midwest bands, like, obviously you could just go on and on, like Cows, Halo, Flies, like just to name a couple. Yeah, the the well, there, the, there were a few. There was, there was the Amrep side. There was the Twin, yeah, the whole twin, side, twin like Tone they, side. They were the only, that, as far as I know, like, whereas, like, obviously Olympia was, in, you know, K Records and, like, um, everywhere else, like, that was like, you know, kind of like women doing grunge in the Midwest was like a rare thing. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I can't think of, I mean, women making music in the late 80s in the indie rock scene, I mean, there were... There's like LA, there's like LA, sure. L7, like L7. Yeah, like, L7 came a little later, like slightly later. Both of them Bikini came. Hill, like yeah, you know, we think West Coast. It all came out of the West Coast, right? And right. like even like you know like you know Pussy Galore, you know. But I'm gonna say like right. there's only Julia in that band, and you know of course Jennifer and Royal Trucks, and you can't really call them grunge. Right. Like that was like Midwest lone, all female. Somebody can like obviously you know tell me I'm, I'm wrong, which is fine. I'd love to hear what else was going on, but. They were like, um, well, they, were, they, they, they've reunionized themselves. There were the Luna Chicks. Do you remember the Luna Chicks? The Luna Chicks. Yeah, I saw them a few times. Yeah. Where are they from? I don't know. I Portland. don't remember. I they're from Portland. Were they really? No. No. I don't, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. 99% sure them. they were not from Portland. Um, well, you've got more knowledge of the Portland scene than I do. But uh, here, I'll look it up right now. Luna Chicks. Let's see. Uh, Luna Chicks were from. Uh, they were from New York. They formed okay, in New York. In yeah, eighty-seven. That's where I saw them. Yeah, I saw yeah. them there. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean there were a few. Certainly, I mean let's let's and not. There's like you know the, the woman in white zombie. Right, right. I mean you know there was there was of course you know the Gits and Seven Year Bitch. Do you remember them? Yeah, and like Texas had them. I guarantee Texas had some. You know. Really cool, like you know, grunge rock women. Yeah, but, like, but, uh, but you're you know, right. This was there weren't a ton. Like Midwest, like Lone Entry. And like, now there's like, thankfully, like you know, dozens of cool bands playing hard rock from from the Midwest with women involved. So right, absolutely. Uh, even in my town. So obviously, Odd Pets. Like so, but uh, anyways. I love Babes in Toyland, and I'm happy that they're out there, like doing things here and there. Four, you know, forerunners ahead of their time, and they rock pretty hard. They do, man. Yeah. They blew us off the stage at Shankall in Milwaukee in '92. <laughs> you remember that? It's like walking you on walk hot coals. Remember the man. show? <laughs> oh yeah. No, the, the, I'm telling you, this show is gonna. Why? Why are we playing last? Shouldn't they be playing last? This show is gonna turn into us playing songs and then you telling stories about how you got blown off the stage by whatever bands we play. Oh, the three Ds. Yeah, they they blew us off the stage. Oh, you know. I was always impressed by bands that you know completely blow us off the stage. Yeah. So how can you not be? Well, um. So I'm going to end the show here, Bob. I'm going to I'm going to play two to end the show. 
right. With Take a legend. Take us to Algeria. I took us to Algeria. Take us to the Netherlands. I took us to the Netherlands. I'm going back yeah. to the States with an absolute legend. I don't even know I don't even know why I'm playing him because there's nothing that I can add to his legacy. There's nothing that I can do to introduce anyone to this man who is really without introduction. But I'm such a huge fan. And to me, you know, when I think about you know, you think about rock music or you think about all music and you think about people who died young and the tragic stories and and you think about it in terms of not just what happened to them as individuals, but the music that we lost because they died young. I think for me, there's nobody that I mourn more in terms of the music that we didn't get because this man died at a young age and that's um, Otis Redding. Uh, heavy weather here, heavy weather. Yeah, for me, Otis Redding is as much of just a huge, huge presence in my musical upbringing and, and my, you know, in terms of the way I view music. Uh, so I have to play two. Um, I could play more than two, but I'm going to keep it to two. I'm going to start with actually his first seven-inch ever. This might be a song that most people don't know, in fact. Uh, I don't know if you know it. It's an upbeat, really upbeat song. Part of why I'm playing two is it's a short one. This is less than two minutes. Uh, do you know this one? It's, it's 1961, Otis and the Pine Toppers. Yeah. The the name of the song is is Shout Bama Lama. You ever heard this? Uh, possibly. I'll let you know after. Uh, all right. Well, this this is a fun one. This is a fun one. So yeah, cool. here we go. Otis, bringing it. Rave up. Yeah. Make it, baby. 
So Otis Redding, I think that might have been the B side of his first seven inch. In fact, I have heard that. Yeah, but not a long time. It's a good I like song. the way you're pouring your heart into the episode tonight. You like that? Yeah, you're doing well. You're fresh off the layoff. <laughs> Yeah. Firing big man, yeah. saving it yeah. up. Your little rank, a little rank. <laughs> rank. Pulling hard. You're pulling hard. You're pulling I am hard. pulling hard. You got yeah. to hold me back. I'm gonna. I should have put another half mile in, in yeah. before I say yeah. out. That's know? right. That's right. Well, I, I wanted to play another Otis song. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, let's I wanted to play one. Hey, you, can't, you can't go wrong. You start with Otis the next time too, if you want. So Otis, you know. Uh, that was nineteen sixty. He's a Georgia man. Sixty-one. Um, he he passed away in sixty-seven. So it's not like he had a very long career. And he died at like twenty-six, twenty-seven. Yeah, he did. He did. A plane crash. he would have died. Yeah. Um, so ha- have you ever seen his performance at Monterey Pop Festival? No. Oh my God, man! Do yourself a favor. Find it. So. It's been released on DVD, but I'm sure on YouTube you can find... It was like five or six songs. It is one of the most amazing performances I've ever witnessed. And, and, you know, he passed away less than six months after the performance. It was in June of 1967. He he passed away in December. Um, And and I want to play a song from that performance. This is his version of... I've been loving you too long, which I would imagine you know. Yeah, I know this one. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is the live version from the Monterey Pop Festival, which, which was released as a split LP with uh, Jimi Hendrix on the B side, or on maybe it was the A side. I don't know, whatever. Jimi Hendrix on the other side doing his uh, set from the Monterey Pop Festival. A fantastic record, but a, an amazing performance. And uh, this is, when I think of Otis, I, I think of more often than not, I think of this performance, not just this song, but this whole performance at the Monterey Pop Festival, which is, I mean, you talk about a guy leaving everything on the stage. Uh, this, is, this is it. It's, it's incredible. So here we go. I'll let Otis introduce yeah, it. We'd like to... Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> we'd like for you to kind of... We're going to slow it down this time and sing a sofa number. This song, this song is a song that, you know, we all ought to sing sometimes. You know? This is the love crowd, right? We all love each other, don't we? Am I right? Let me hear you say yeah! I've been loving you too long to stop now. You were there, and you want to be. As you become a habit to me I've been loving you Oh, too long 
can you say man he would have delivered there yep i mean seriously the human love experience yeah you know such Who a shame pod? such a shame lost at such a young age three songs pod been fun That's the way life goes isn't it you know so. it, it 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 is it is yeah. well bless his heart and i'll be back uh we'll be back uh soon asap yeah, well, it certainly won't be another 10 days. Oh, we'll hit you tomorrow. Why okay. not? All right. Thank you, sir. Winter time. Thank Th- you. Have thanks, everyone. Sleep well. Sleep but, well. Yeah. <laughs>